Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Uh, today, we're getting back into listener questions, Dallas. So, that's good. We haven't done some of these for quite some time. So, this question comes in from Colette. And Colette asks, uh, Colette's comments are, she'd really like to know the benefits and downfalls of having death and TPD insurance cover within super and if there's anything that we need to look out for. Um, also, how much coverage should most over 50s be looking for with these insurances? That's right, Michael. So, probably one of those things where you go, um, a good topic for a listener to bring up because it's, it's kind of a bit of a, a bit of a morbid and a bit of a, a, a boring topic, I guess, in some ways. Most people, like all insurances, most people know they probably need some sort of cover or maybe they do or maybe they don't, but it's not something they really want to think about because the reality is it, it's, not a, it's not a pleasant um, thing to, to think about. So it's probably a good one to, to have someone to force a hand and make us go over this. And so, mm. um, yeah, I guess there's, there's a few different components to this. So... I think to answer the coverage question, but how much coverage should most over 50s be looking for? Um, this is going to be one of those really torturous, wishy-washy answers <laughs> where we say it depends, but that's that's sort of the reality. Um, one thing that I'll say there, before we even get started thinking about how much insurance cover that you need, the important thing to bear in mind is that if you have, if you have insurance cover through Super, so if you have life and TPD insurance through there, in the event of you becoming... Uh, passing away or becoming TPD, you would you would also get your superannuation balance. So the way that I think about it for people over 50s is that usually in the event of their, their death or total and permanent disablement, the biggest component of the lump sum payout they get would actually be their own superannuation. It's not it's not necessarily the, the insurance. So that's the first thing I think that's a bit different for over 50s is if you think of it, when you're looking at this and going, okay, well, in the event of my you know, death, I'd want the mortgage paid off. Well, if your mortgage is four hundred thousand and you've got three hundred thousand dollars worth of super, you really only need another hundred thousand dollars worth of of life cover. So, it doesn't, yeah, that it, doesn't really answer the question, it's, but it's, it's just a, something to think a, about. Look, it's a it's a hard one to to answer. Um, the and and it's an impossible. It's actually an impossible one for yeah. us to answer because um, we can't give advice. Yeah, and this and, is general advice. Yeah. Um, and it's not specific to you, but the way that I think of it is ideally, um, I think of it as as uh, covering the gap between where you are now and where you want to be yeah. at retirement. So, like a really really simple analogy there would be if I'm at one point two million dollars of retirement savings now, mm-hmm. and I want and, and my plan is to be at one point six million dollars yeah. when I retire. Um, if I had sufficient insurance to bring me up to $1.6 million yeah. right now, so if something happened to me right now, um, I either died or was totally in permanent disablement, if I had $400,000 of insurance cover, mm. um, 
then that would you'd be at, that would you'd that be would at your take target. that would take me between where I am now. It, it would bridge the gap between where I'm at now and where I need to be, yep. if that makes sense. So, yep. and again, we could get into trouble for yeah, saying that's for how saying much that's how much you'd. Cause that, because it doesn't stop there. It doesn't. Yeah, I just be, want you to know it doesn't stop there. Because there could be many other factors of, of what yeah. of of uh, at play yeah. of what you need to um, to, be know, to have for. to be covered for. Yeah. Um. It's a, it's a very very that my my explanation there was a very very simple explanation. Yeah. Um. I think simple helps. I guess when you're talking about a podcast. Yeah. But 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 yeah. But. Uh, I mean, the other factors are at, at play, of course, are the cost. Um, the cost is, is, is you know, can be quite a lot, uh, yeah. especially if you're in that example, someone that's, you know, has $1.2 million on the way to $1.6 million. Yeah. Um, they're likely to be around 60 years of age. Yes. So at that and, point and in time. So $400,000 worth of life and TPD cover is going to be... Is quite a lot. Yeah, it's going to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's... This is one of those things where you go, even... To so for someone becoming a client of mine, this is something that we look at with people. If someone mm. who's becoming a client, this is actually one of the areas that, and we talked. I think we've talked about this before, where there are some decisions that we, as the advisor, feel very strongly about, and that we go, "No, this is how it has to be." You know, for example, your investment strategy of, of your superannuation and how that money is invested and working for you, or you know how much you're saving towards retirement. Those are things that we feel really strongly about. And, and that you go, no, if, if you are telling me this is where you need to get to, you, you sort of need to, you need to tie the line in these areas. When it comes to, when I'm looking at life and TPD cover for, for new clients, I basically the, I start the conversation by saying, I don't actually care what you decide here. This is a purely personal decision. And, and what I mean by that is that, as you just touched on, Michael, yeah, anyone in their 50s, as you, as you get older, generally your, your insurance cover will get far more expensive. And so... When I say to people, I don't care, I mean, it is purely a, a personal decision around, you know, you are here, you need to end up here. Now, you can either roll the dice and have no insurance cover and, and go, okay, well, if something happens to me, I just have to make do with what I've got and I have to yeah. make my life work and have to be able to, um, you know, support my lifestyle with whatever I have at this point in time or whatever my surviving spouse has. Or you can be fully insured for that. And it really does come back to a personal decision around how comfortable are you with that risk. And, and some people, and it is what you find. This is why I've worked out over time that I just go, I don't care. I put my hands up and say, look, I'm happy to help you work out the mm. best way to, to get yourself covered for what you, what you think you need. But some people, and, and you would have seen this, some people come in and they, and they couldn't sleep at night if they didn't have, and mm. I've got clients of this, that they actually couldn't sleep at night unless they had, you know, five hundred thousand or a million dollars more of life insurance than than what their spouse would probably need. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of really important to them to know that if something happened, their their spouse would be taken care of, and and they're mm. sort of happy to pay more than they probably need to in insurance premiums every year to to make that happen. And then there are others that just hate the concept of paying for insurance, and and there's a lot of them that just say, "I look, I don't care. I I think that I'll be I'll probably be fine, and I'll probably get through." And if something happens to me, then we can just work it out after that. We'll just change our lifestyle. We'll change whatever we need to. I just don't yeah. want to pay anything in insurance premiums. Yeah, well, here, here, here I guess is the problem. Um, and I'll, I'll give you an extreme example. So mm-hmm. a, a client of mine uh, who's recently become a client, he he had you know, no insurance through his superannuation fund when he came to see us. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, oh, this is super fun news. He has insurance. He said, I had to cancel. He said it was $15,000 a year was coming yep. out in insurance premium. So, yep. so he's in his you know, 60s now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you if you if you look at that, the detrimental effect that that has when you're trying to accumulate money yes. in your superannuation fund yep. is 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 significant. Yep. Um, so he he was of the opinion, hey, you know, like my statistically, you know, I'm I'm still a low chance of dying yep. each year because the mortality rates, uh, you know, are still quite low hmm. for someone in their sixties. Um, what was going to be assured if he continued to pay $15,000 in premiums, it was going to be uh, virtually a 100% chance that he wouldn't meet his retirement target goals. Yeah. Yep. So, um, whereas he said, you know, if, if I've, I've cancelled my insurance, yep. uh, you know, I don't have insurance cover, um, it, it's, 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 I'm still only a very, very low percentage chance of actually yeah. something happening to me and, yep. and, 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 you know, passing away, for example. So, so um, uh, I could certainly understand that decision hmm. that he made. It was a decision uh, that he he'd, he'd made himself. Yeah, um, it's it, it, it's it's a hard one. It, it's, it depends. It's actually very different. I it's, find for like again, I mean, the whole podcast called Money Over Fifty. But when I think back to when we used to take on younger clients, that was kind of to me when we had younger clients, it was just a non-negotiable. Like hmm. if, if I if I was meeting with someone who was thirty and had three small kids and a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage, I just said, look. Yeah. You just you need you need at least a million dollars worth of life insurance. I'm not even yeah. going to have a debate with you about it. Just it's because you really have that need, and mm. and you know your your spouse's life would be really hard if something happened mm. to you, and the cost of that cover was so cheap for that 30 year old. Mm. It, it just made it made no sense not to have it. Whereas once you get into your 50s and 60s, that trade off becomes much much trickier to make, and and it's really a, a personal decision around. I mean, it's like everything in life. It's, it's a trade-off. If if you had unlimited money, mm. then it wouldn't matter. Have as much insurance as you as you want because yep. there's nothing else to to sort of think about there. But as you say, when you're looking at ten years out from retirement, if you compare no insurance premiums coming out, or five thousand dollars insurance premiums coming out of mm. someone's super, or fifteen thousand dollars insurance premiums coming out, they're they're vastly different retirement outcomes, and so that. That's kind of where, if you look at those as the as the extremes, you think, well, it's really not. It's it's kind of almost to some degree not my place to say then as to which of these trade offs you should make. And that's kind of what we generally are looking at with people is going, this is the cost, not just this is the cost for you for the year for, to have these insurances. It's this is the cost to you in ten years' time if you take mm-hmm. out this cover and you hold it for ten years. Yeah, this is this is the impact that that it will have on your retirement, and are you willing to trade that off, or do you want the certainty of, you know, protection, or do you want the certainty of a better outcome in retirement? And that's it's really a personal decision. And what we see quite often, Dallas, is that is that most most clients that are coming to see us, um, they sometimes aren't aware that their insurance they have insurance coverage yeah. through their superannuation fund, and if they are aware. Ordinarily, they haven't adjusted the amount. Usually, yeah. so so typically, what what will happen is someone will come to see us at you know in the early fifties, uh, early to mid fifties, and we'll we'll see their existing superannuation fund, and it'll have the base level of of you know life and TPD insurance. It may have some income protection mm-hmm. insurance attached to it as well, 
and um, they they really haven't thought about it too much. They, yeah. It's just been an automatic thing that the, the fund has had, and um, and uh, by that stage, you know, it's 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 again typical. It's it's typical with insurance that you know, the price increases as you get older. It's a it's it's an odds thing. Yeah. So the yeah. insurance company says, you "Okay, go. you're a fifty year old. Um, your chance of of you know, becoming totally impermanent disabled is." X percentage yep. will charge you X percentage. Um, at fifty one, uh, it, it changes it. Yep. At fifty five, it changes it quite a bit. Yep. Uh, in fact, yeah, your 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 odds you know, go up exponentially. Yep. Um, what what most what most insurance companies do inside superannuation is they instead of increasing the amount that you pay in yep. premiums, they actually reduce. They do the opposite. The they the reduce cover. the amount of cover yep. that you have. Yeah. So you might have three hundred thousand dollars of cover at a, as a forty-year-old. Mm. By the time you get to fifty-two, yeah, um, that may have dropped to a hundred thousand yep. dollars because instead of increasing the the um, the premiums, yeah, and that that's actually they they, oh. they they reduce the amount. So. So um, that's typically how it works inside superannuation. Yeah, I've, I've actually had that conversation before with people where they've sort of got upset at their at their super fund and they've well they've reduced the amount of cover and to some degree it makes sense because you get generally what's happening is as, as you get older, you know, your your dependent children are getting off your hands, your home loans coming down, your super balance is growing. So in the event of your your death or TPD, you, you probably do need less cover. So that what they call that unit based cover where you know you've got you're paying a certain amount and, and as you get older the, the amount of the amount of dollars of cover you get comes down over time. It can actually it, it makes it makes sense, I would say, in that way. Now, whether that amount of dollars of cover is right for you is a separate issue. But it is something that the, the useful part of that is that it's happening um, without sort of, it is going down over time without you having to make a decision. Whereas what you want to avoid, and I think that's what you were touching on before, is if you take out a million dollars worth of life cover when you're 40 years old and you've got three kids at school and a mortgage and all the rest of it, and then you get to 55 and you've still got that million dollars worth of cover, the cost of that has gone up dramatically and your need for that cover has probably gone down dramatically as well. So yes. it's probably not, it's not as good of a trade at that point in time. And, yep. and that's the... It is, I guess, the point with with all this is that um, where I say it's a, it's a good topic to bring up is because it is important. It, it's important to try and reduce those costs coming out of your super. Mm. Now, we can't we can't decide, and we even if we knew every, someone's personal situation, we can't make that decision for them. That's a personal decision, but it is an important thing to review. It's an important decision. I mean, we do have the discussion yeah. about the trade offs involved. Yeah. So, yeah. so. Um, Colin, I think we're answering the second part of your question. <laughs> so, I mean, we go back to that. So, yeah. Colin says, how much coverage should over 50s be looking for yeah. with insurance policy? So, again, it's one that we can't specifically answer, yeah. but but you can go yeah. through the scenarios with yeah. people and you can say, okay, in that example, yeah. you have a couple that has $1.2 million in yeah. superannuation, combined superannuation, they're looking to get to one point six million dollars. Mm. Um, they could have four hundred thousand dollars of cover. They could have half that amount. They could have no cover. Yeah. Different scenarios there. Yeah. Um, costs. What I like to yeah. do firstly is, is 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 look at the extreme. So the extreme would be okay if you had no insurance cover, 
one of you passed away, what you'd be left with is you know, $1.2 million. You'd be left with half of your income. Because mm. that, that, what you're losing, um, apart from losing your loved one, is you're losing that person's income producing capacity. Uh, so, yeah, um, obviously they're not spending money, yeah. uh, but but um, it's not it's not half the cost yeah, for right one member household. of a couple to live. It's it's with fixed costs like you know housing costs yeah. and and rates and all those types of things. It's just as expensive for yeah for 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 one member of a couple yeah. to incur those costs as it is when there's two. Um, but your costs do reduce yeah. a little bit. You don't, yeah, you don't so. have the discretional spending of, yeah. of one person. So in some of those situations, um, one point two million dollars may be enough yeah. Yeah. for that. For that, you, know, yeah. you, you, you play that scenario out, that, and you say, "Okay, that's a good point." Because that's the un- there is no the only way to do it is to actually sit down and, and and again, it's very morbid and it's not a fun conversation, but it's to stress test that. Okay, you've got one point two million now. If you've got a couple, if one of you passed away, what would that look like? What would your lifestyle look like? Mm. Yes, is that you know is that sustainable? Is that feasible? Okay, great. In that case, you probably don't need the cover. If you go, no, that'd really put a damper on things. Well, maybe you do need the cover, and then you look at the cost of that, and then you look at the trade-off of is is the juice worth the squeeze there? Is that cover worth the difference that would make to our lifestyle if if the worst case happened? Yeah, and at that stage, so at that stage of your life. You can review that every twelve months. Yeah. So you can say, okay, yeah. You know, in this example, if the person or the the member of the cu- or the, the couple in this case decided to be fully insured, and they yeah. said, okay, we've got one point two, mm-hmm. we want one point six, we're going to hold four hundred thousand dollars of of cover. Mm-hmm. In twelve months' time, yeah, you know, assuming that one point two grows to one point three, with 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 yeah. uh, the contributions that they've made. And the natural growth, um, what they could you know, conceivably do at that point in time, and what they probably should do is reduce their cover from four hundred thousand dollars down to three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so yeah, they can reduce fairly quickly. Fairly quickly. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's a good point because you you then um, yeah, like we say, at that stage of your life, that cover is going to get fairly. It's going to get a fair bit more expensive every year, so you really do want to yep. be on top of that. You want to be pulling that down as much as possible. Um, the first part of Collier's question: so she'd like to know the benefits and downfalls yep. of having death and TPD insurance within super. Yeah. So um, let's talk about that now. Assuming that you are going to have some insurance cover, death yep. cover, and TPD insurance cover, um, having it within super is 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 theoretically cheaper yes. than having it outside of super. So, for every thousand dollars of uh, life insurance premium, let's just talk about life or death insurance first. And and TPD is a bit more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm going to have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars of life insurance uh, or death insurance, it's interchangeable. And I'm going to, and it's going to cut cost me a thousand dollars of of premium for that. Hundred thousand dollars. Um, if I put that into my super fund and I and it costs me the same one thousand dollars, that's technically tax deductible to the super fund. Yeah. So the tax deductible rate is fifteen percent. It's an expense to the superannuation fund if structured correctly. Um, what that does is 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 give you a hundred and fifty dollar tax rebate effectively off your premium, 
and your premium then becomes $850. So it's cheap. It's 15% cheaper if structured correctly yeah. within your superannuation. There's an anomaly there. Usually if something's tax deductible, the, the payout, the is, payout is, taxable. Is, is taxable. However, <laughs> if, if, um, if the payout is going to what's known as a tax-dependent beneficiary, yeah. of which a spouse is. So, yes. so a member of a couple... Um, uh, one person dies, leaves a hundred thousand dollars. The beneficiary of that is their spouse. Yep. That hundred thousand dollars is paid tax free. Yep. In that situation, and it's a tax dependent beneficiary. So, so there's a bit of an anomaly there. Um, again, usually if you get a tax deduction on the premium, which you do if yep. it's structured correctly within superannuation, a fifteen percent tax deduction. Yep. Um, you can get the proceeds uh, tax free if yep. paid to a tax dependent beneficiary. So yeah. now, um, uh, children at that stage generally wouldn't be. Yeah, they could if be if they're non-dependent. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so, um, if you're, I mean, if you if you're approaching your sixties, yeah. Generally speaking, your your children would be would be um, uh, uh, more than likely financially independent. Yeah, and and if they're not, we've got a, we've got another whole separate thing that we need to talk to you about, which isn't about yeah. insurance, which is about getting your kids off your hands, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. probably more important for that reason than for your insurance cover. Yeah, but, um, um, it, it, in many in many aspects, at that point in time, it, it would generally only be members of couple that have yeah, the need for life insurance. to protect for each other. Uh, yeah. um, if someone if someone's single, yeah, uh, in their yeah, approaching their sixties and their children are independent of them, yeah, and financially independent. There would generally not be a, a great, great need. need for life insurance no. at that point in time because yep. because um, yeah, in the event of of the of that person's passing, they it's, don't have anyone relying upon them. No, where it's different if you have a spouse, you yep. have the, the yeah the spouse that yep. relies upon you. So, yep. um, generally speaking, uh, yeah, under that assumption, if you're a member of a couple, uh. You could structure your insurances, life insurance, so that, yeah. via superannuation, and the premium, if done correctly, would be fifteen percent tax deductible. Yep. And um and the and the the insurance proceeds would be tax free. Yep. If paid to a dependent beneficiary of which your spouse is one. So that's the main the, sort of benefit, really. I would say of this to me the main benefit of having cover through. Through superannuation, rather than paying it out of your own pocket, is that tax advantage? Yes, yeah. and and again, um, I mean, people often ask me. They say, "Okay, I can't see the the, the tax deduction coming out of yeah, my insurance or the super fund." Well, yeah. the super fund is doing that in bulk. Yeah. If it's if if you haven't actually applied for that cover, yeah, um, and they're actually applying the the the, the tax deduction in, in, in the premium discount. Yeah. TPD insurance. Um, cannot answer that question. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> It's just we couldn't. There's, there's a different formula here. Yeah. Um, if, <laughs> if you are approaching your sixties, yeah, it's not a big problem. So, yeah. so technically, if you get paid a TPD benefit, it's it's in lieu of the income that you would have earned over the rest of your working life, basically. It, and so, because of that, the tax treatment is is different to to a, a death benefit. The tax treatment is different. Yeah. Um, look, once <laughs> you're over sixty. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can you can convert. Yeah, whatever funds. So so, let me back up. You have um a hundred thousand dollars of total and permanent disabled insurance. You're made 
and it's through your superannuation fund. Mm-hmm. Again, that is a 15% deduction. tax deduction on the premium. So a $1,000 premium would yeah. come down to $850. You, um, you're made totally and permanently disabled. And if that happens at age 50 and you want to take that, that $100,000 is paid into your superannuation fund, mm-hmm. you then have access to your superannuation fund. However, if you pull that money out mm-hmm. at that point in time, you pay. You, you you'll pay. You would pay some tax. Yeah. Um, we sort of couldn't go into the formula. No. Just to. It's just to. <laughs> even even my eyes would glaze over <laughs> if we went into the formula. It's uh, I mean, every time I see that yeah. happen, I actually have to to get out the formula again yeah, and go yeah, through it step yeah. by step. It's, yeah. it's 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 convoluted. Yeah. Um, if that happened to you at age sixty. Yeah. And you 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 took money out after age sixty. You got the hundred thousand dollars of TPD insurance paid into your super fund. Let's assume you had a million dollars in your super fund already. A um, hundred thousand dollars goes in. You've now got one point one million dollars. Um, uh, you can you can theoretically cash that out completely tax free or draw tax free income from it. Yep. You know, after age sixty. So yeah. So um, so I guess the benefits and the downfalls of owning that cover through super separate to the cash flow sort of funding issue is that it's generally just easier to have that come out of super mm. for people and they don't have to worry about that. But most of the benefits and the downfalls, I would say, are tax-related. So for for life cover, it's it's just a benefit, basically. There's no real downside yeah. to owning that life cover through super because if you've got life cover at that age, normally it is for your spouse that, that it's predominantly the benefit for. Um, TPD cover is a bit more convoluted and... But I would still say that it's probably it's in most cases beneficial to have that TPD cover through super rather than in your own name because you do pick up that it's deductible to the fund it's it's slightly cheaper as you said there's there's a there is a tax there is a tax treatment on that money if you if you're TPD but yep. it's generally not a huge issue at that at and we that are age. called money over fifty yes. so we're, we're assuming that you're over <laughs> yeah, 50, fifty years yeah. of age yeah and. Um, Look, usually there's a way around that as well. Yeah, so, so yeah. basically, if you, you know, if you get made totally permanent disabled at age 55, yeah. you've theoretically got five years to go before you can get you free. can get money tax free. However, for most people, what they're doing at that point in time is opening up a superannuation income stream because yep. they've met their conditional release by the total impairment disablement. Yep, uh, they draw an income from that, and we can be tr- we can be yeah, we can strategic about we can be strategic we, about how much you take so that it's not 60. actually yeah yeah you 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 inevitably don't pay any tax yeah you're within your rights yes. also yeah. to take an income and to push some money back into superannuation yeah and claim that as a tax deduction as well yeah. so yeah. there's ways there's different ways to you love to hurt animals there's different ways to skin <laughs> that cat. Um, yeah, no, just to clarify, you should explain to people that I don't actually like to hurt animals. No, I'm always talking about skinning cats and and dead cats bouncing no, and all that. You, you're the one who always talks about dead cat bounce. <laughs> I just, I just, I like the, I like the concept, but it's um, no, no you, we you're, we, you're right we love now. animals here. So uh, you've got a little designer fluffy dog that you carry I do. around, Larry. So. I've got to get home very soon. He's at home alone, so I've got to go and take him for a walk. So, um, but yeah, I think so. The other point. Just to touch on, as you said before, it is money over 50. Something I was just thinking about, the difference between looking at your life and TPD insurance when you're in your 50s versus 30. Um, most people when they're 30, a, a couple that are looking at cover when they're 30, you normally have to, they probably both need around the same amount of cover. Like if you've got a husband and wife and, and one of them is staying home with the kids and one of them is working, 
even even though one of them might not be earning an income, you still need a fair whack of cover for both of them because if mm. something happens, the, the, the working spouse would then have to cut back on work probably to take care of the kids. Now, mm. what's a bit different, I think, when you're in your 50s is that you do when you're running those scenarios, the amounts of cover that you need will probably be different for each spouse, if that makes sense. So, yeah. so like you were touching on before there, if you've got $1.2 million worth of cover and your retirement target is 1.6, you might look at that and go, okay, well, we need more cover for the higher income earner because mm. it's going to be their income that gets us from 1.2 to 1.6 million. And so you sort of want to look at that on a case-by-case basis for, for either of you. So there's really sort of four scenarios you'd run, which is that if you've got if you've got a couple, you know, member number one, if they passed away or became TPD, what are the two scenarios that we'd look at there? And for spouse number two, you know, what are the two scenarios if they passed or became TPD? It's not it's not one size fits all across the board, even though no. I, I do find that that's always funny because couples go, it, it tends to end up converging on the same thing because one of them goes, well, we probably need 300,000 for me. And they go, well, well, if you get 300,000, if I die, I want 300,000 if you die. So, but that is just something else to think about is that it does tend to be more so in your 50s and 60s. Mm you can have very different amounts of cover for, for each member of yeah. the couple. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else to add before we, before uh, we wrap that up? No, so Colette, hopefully yeah. that answered your question. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something we haven't touched on before yeah. and it's probably of interest to some people yeah, that, that are listening because it's, it's a common thing to see your superannuation fund have insurance and, yeah. and um, yeah, it's one of those things to... Yeah. To, it's it's definitely something that needs to be discussed well, and decided on. It's yeah. part of the plan. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I actually think it's probably a good forcing mechanism, Colette, for for giving us this thank you because it's not the most exciting bit of retirement planning, if we're being mm. honest. You know, when we talk about drawing money out to go and travel or you know semi-retiring or doing all these exciting things, it's you know I think about this insurance. It's really a hygiene issue. You need to get it right. It is important to make sure that you know what cover you've got and that you're not paying for more than what you need and all those sorts of things. It's it's not the most exciting thing. So if you've powered your way through this podcast with us, well done for for sticking to it. And and uh, if you you know go and have a, have a look at what you've got, have a look at what you need. It is important to get it right, even if it's not the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.